Welcome to Mindful Minutes. Let's start this week by taking a few moments to breathe. Follow along as I practice simple breathing in and out mindfulness technique. Breathe in. And out. Breathe in. And out. One last time, breathe in, and out. Last time on Mindful Minutes, I taught a few mindfulness breathing techniques that can be used in the classroom. Today, I want to focus on the why behind mindfulness. Why should we teach this to our students? Why should we practice it in our classrooms? Why should we practice it ourselves? So what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where we are and what we are doing, and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. In the classroom, it can be simply taking a few moments throughout the day to help our students reset their minds and be in the moment. I want to bring in a short audio clip from Kira Wiley. Kira is a children's music performer, as well as a kids yoga and mindfulness expert. This clip comes from a TEDx talk she gave in the High River. In it, she talks about the importance of using mindfulness with children based upon studies done in schools who have practiced it. Here's Kira. world that's increasingly fast-paced, where kids are bombarded with media and screens, where they have less and less downtime to just be, these practices can teach kids essential skills, how to calm themselves, how to focus and pay attention, how to manage their behavior and emotions, and how to practice compassion and kindness. They can also help kids cope with and release anxiety and stress. And anxiety is a serious problem among our kids. When I go into schools to help them bring yoga and mindfulness into the school day, I hear over and over from teachers and principals and school counselors, our kids are stressed out. They say even very young kids are displaying more anxious behaviors than they've ever seen before. So I did some research. The National Institute of Mental Health looked at 10,000 adolescents in this country and found that one in every four to five of them meets the criteria for a serious mental health disorder. And of those disorders, the largest category was anxiety disorders, with a median age of onset of age six. The researcher's conclusion was that this shows a need for a shift from treatment of these types of issues in our young people to prevention and early intervention. Anxious kids have a hard time in school and in life. They can have difficulty focusing and paying attention. They can have behavioral and emotional issues. They're not ready to learn. And the greatest teacher in the world can't get a lesson across if students aren't ready to learn. The teacher's time is taken up helping the anxious student. Other kids don't get the attention they need, and the negative effect can ripple outward. But we have the tools to help them and to help every child who will undoubtedly at some point suffer from stress and anxiety. Bite-sized mindfulness practices. Let me tell you about one more research study, this one showing the benefits of mindfulness practice with kids. An organization called Mindful Schools looked at 400 elementary school students in four areas of classroom behavior, paying attention, 
participation, self-control, and respect for others. The kids did a simple mindfulness program three times a week for five weeks. They found significant gains in all four of those areas. Just think about this for a minute. Improvements in self-control and respect for others, a total gift to teachers everywhere, but also critical skills kids need to learn just to get along in life. And paying attention and classroom participation, these lead directly to academic gains. They benefit not only the students in that classroom, but that teacher, that school will perform better, and the positive effects ripple outward. So three elements of bite-sized mindfulness. Short, kid-friendly, practice consistently. First. I want to stress her three elements of mindfulness. Short, kid-friendly, and practice consistency. These elements are easy to implement into the classroom and can benefit students greatly in the long run. I think of when I start a lesson in my classroom. I pass all papers, I get distracted by one student, other students are drawing on their papers, I'm constantly looking at the clock to make sure we finish on time, students are constantly looking at the clock to see when it will be lunchtime, and we're not all focused solely on the activity at hand. It's hectic. It's crazy. But starting a lesson with the mindfulness breathing exercises completely changes the mood in the classroom. When we stop together and breathe together, we begin working on the same page, both literally and figuratively. By taking that moment to stop and focus what we are doing in the moment, it helps us maintain that focus for the lesson. By starting every math lesson or by starting every language arts lesson, with using this technique, I can change the environment in a classroom. I also think about what Kira said about students who are stressed at age six. Age six, can you believe that? That the current education system has students start stressing at age six. Think of the toll that it takes on their body, body when they start to experience stress at such a young age. And at this age, they are still learning about themselves and their emotions. They do not have time or the ability to start experiencing stress. By bringing mindfulness into the classroom, you can support students in traversing through these emotions. Those who are unfortunately experiencing these types of emotions will benefit greatly from learning mindfulness techniques. And the students who are not experiencing stress in their lives can still use these techniques as it will still benefit them now as well as later in life. When we learn at a young age how to control our bodies, it stays with us as we grow. I'm now going to bring in Phil Wossier, who is an adult ADHD counseling specialist. Phil was, has pursued expertise in brain science with advanced training in neurosequential model of therapeutics at the Massachusetts General Hospital Psychiatry Psychiatry Academy. This audio, audio clip comes from a TEDx talk he gave in Naperville. The 3x3 three three method is extremely simple. All you're going to do is identify one physical object in the environment, name it, and take one deep breath and repeat it three times. Now keep in mind, most everyone that I've trained in this model looked at me like I was spouting nonsense until they tried it. So you're not alone if you're feeling that same way right now. And don't worry, we're going to 
do it together in just a minute, okay? You want to do it together? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so I want you to find, think, find three physical objects in your environment. It can be anything. It can be your desk, um, someone sitting next to you, your computer screen, a lamp, literally anything. It's important not to fall into a particular um, trap that I've seen many people fall in, and that is to add subjective descriptors to the object, like, that's my favorite stool, or I really like Johnny. When we add these subjective descriptors, adjectives, etc., it brings about subtle emotional reactions that muddle the process. So you're simply going to say, that's a stool, nothing else. And when you name the object, you're going to do so in your mind, not out loud. If you're doing this at work or on the bus or on the train, people might start to think, you know, you're having a little trouble that day, okay? And when you take your breath, you're going to do so through your nose or your mouth, whatever's comfortable for you. Ultimately, it is best if you choose the objects yourself, but for the sake of this talk and for us to do it together and things to be expeditious, I've picked out three objects for us. So I'm highlighting Phil's 3x3 three three method because it is something that you can do anywhere. Other mindfulness techniques have you look for a quiet area, but Phil has you focused on where you are in that moment. Students can use this at any point in time once it has been taught to them. This mindfulness technique also doesn't have you focus on things that you're imagining, like a square to breathe around or a balloon to watch in the air. You are using real objects that are around you. I think this method is great for kids because some can have a hard time practicing mindfulness without, without a physical thing to focus on. I'm going to use Phil's 3x3 three three method with you now. Because while I know you came here to listen to this podcast, I also know what happens to me when I sit down to listen to something. And that's thinking about all the things I need to do today. Or worrying about a student of mine. Or watching something that is happening out of the corner of my eye. So let's take a moment to refocus with the 3x3 three three method. The objects I'm going to name are three that I'm hoping you have near to you as you listen to this. The three objects will be hand, phone, and shoe. Are you ready? That's a hand. Deep breath. That's a phone. Another deep breath. That's a shoe. A third deep breath. How did that make you feel? Did it recenter you? Now I want to think you to think about how you can use this in the classroom with your students. I would name the three objects to my students and we would say them together as we breathe. But maybe you can find another way to bring this into the classroom with your students. Before we part today, I want you to think about mindfulness, your, about mindfulness yourself and your students. What steps can you take to implement this in your classroom? Maybe a mindful moment when students return from recess. Maybe you use mindfulness in transition from one lesson to the next. Maybe you have a mindful corner in your classroom where students can go when they need to reset. Support your students in being present and show them that you care about their well-being. Throughout your mindfulness journey, don't forget about yourself and how important this can be to your own well-being. Have a great week 
and don't forget to breathe.